the best minds in the business are ready to have their say. Ready, gates back and they're racing. This is Saturday morning's must-listen format. This is the RSN Racing Panel. Great to have David Gately, Mark Hunter and Jamie Rogers for the tab. Join me for this hour. Gator will be back the next hour to preview the meeting at Rose Hill. So a busy morning for David Gately. Packenham Cup Day. We're on a good four with the rail true. Beautiful conditions out on course today. Good morning to you, David Gately. Hello, mate. Yeah, it'd be lovely out there today. Your thoughts on the way this, this track has evolved and, and how you approach a day punting on the, the Packenham track? Uh, look, with confidence. Yeah, I think um, a beautiful big track. I think it tends to sort itself out pretty quick as far as the pattern of the day goes. With the rail back through, we have that seven metres of protected ground. They were edging off the inside um, as the meeting wore on last time. But as I say, with that protected ground, I think it'll hold up at least early on, yeah. Good morning to you, Mark Hunter. Plenty of love for you right throughout the week for the Ramaruffy last week. How are you seeing today's card? Morning, Warren. I don't mind the program. I think there are a couple of good value chances today, so hopefully... You, know, you don't need many value chances to love the show of profit. So hopefully and how do, you see the, how do you see the track playing in general and, and your approach to, to punting at Pakenham? Oh, look, I wouldn't go in with any negative feeling about any horse. You look back to last year, uh, no real issue. How, you know, you could come from anywhere. Happy, I'm happy to be on anything there. Jamie Rogers from the Tab joins us. We're off Broadway, so to speak, today, Jamie, not at the Metropolitan Track. What's the, the interest been like? And good morning to you in this meeting at Pakenham today. Yeah, good morning, Warren, and what a sensational day it is. The sun's shining, it's warm, and I must say we've had a lot of interest in today's meeting. The best-backed runner so far is coming out of race six, number one, Corner Pocket, into $3.60. And for anyone that's having a bet elsewhere, Rose Hill, race nine, number 10. Look, she's very short at $1.70, but I Am Me is very well-backed, the best-backed runner on the card there. And over in WA in the Northern League, we'll probably touch on this again at the end of the program, Warren, but it's been incredible watching how popular Cascadian is in that race, currently holding about 60% of the total support. What's the support been for uh, for Amelia's Jewel? Has she been hard to lay or is there still interest with her? Yeah, it's been really interesting. So she's at $3.50 and we've hardly taken any money on her, Warren. It's pretty much all just coming through for Cascadian. We've seen a little bit of interest in horses like Tricks of the Trade and Alaskan God, but that's more so at the place. It's just really one-way traffic towards Cascadian. And it's been like that all week. Packenham Cup Day kicks off with an event over 2,000 metres, a benchmark 78. Scratchings are numbers 1, 4, 8 and 9. What's the market looking like in the first, Jamie? So, Warren, we do need to factor in an 11 cent deduction for those scratchings, but we'll start with the two in Ruba, who is at $16. Station one is at 15. The five and flash feeling at $5 is the second best backed runner in this race. The six is Spanish Kiss, and who's been a big firmer today, $19 into 12, and that is off the support, not just the deductions. The seven is Braden Starr, who is a drifting favourite, now out to $2.15, but is still the best-backed runner in this race. And then I'll go down to the bottom, the 12 in Matron Bullwinkle, who has firmed in a little bit at $3.70 and would be the third best-backed runner in this race. Gator, how do you think they might run along in the opener? Look, it doesn't look uh, mad tempo by any stretch of the imagination, and that's, that's even with Ocean Miss in the race. So with her coming out, I don't expect it to be fearsome. And I guess that's the query for the favourite, and perhaps that's the reason why he's on the drift a little bit. And I'm really glad I didn't tip him first up, Braden Starr, um, thinking the 1500 around Cranbourne might be a bit much for him. And 
the first couple of hundred metres, I thought I was right because he just couldn't stay in touch, uh, really. He was sort of co-last niggled to be there. But then just sustained a long, wide run, reeled him in, far too good. Suited by a strong speed, sure, but it was all on at him. And he tried like far lap before that. So, you know, another one we got wrong. But anyway, always learning. Uh, I think the extra trip here, bigger track, they're only pluses. But to offset that is that lack of speed on paper, as, as I touched on. Flash Feeling did a really good job himself winning at Flemington. Not many jumped 14 to 2,000 and win. He wasn't disgraced in an Eclipse stakes after that. So he'll have a head start on Braden State, I think, and looks a danger. Major Bowie called similarly, jumped in trip one well last time. And Station One's flying. You know, beat Dark Dream in a Kite and Cup. That horse just ran fourth in a zipping classic. Uh, up to 61's your query on dry ground. But in the mix, 7, 5, 12 and 3. How are you playing the first, Mark? I'm going to take flash feeling, Warren. I, I liked it last week, but I just don't think it went a yard inside horses. I think just never looked comfortable, head on the side. Here, there's not much tempo as go to reference with Station 1, the leader. I thought flash feeling would go for would get a beautiful run in the first three. Be able to control the race from there, and on the big track, I think flash feeling will run terrific to beat number 12, Matron Bullwinkle, who toughed it out last time. A real improver down in the weights. Goes forward, gets a lovely run. Seven Braden Star. It might win. Look, Oh, that race at Cranbourne, most of that field had no hope in the world of running 1,500 metres and they were getting tired. So maybe it was a little bit flattered. And fourth pick, number two, Ruber, who's getting fitter. A couple back from the spell, might run a place. I'll go five each way from 12, 7 and 2. Mark Hunter with the numbers 5, 12, 7 and 2, race 1 at Pakenham. David Gately with 7, 5, 12 and 3. I'm with Braden Starr. You have to believe what he did around Packenham at the 1500. I'm sure he'll be better suited at this trip on a more spacious track. There's more depth to this race, and he did have the tempo to suit, but I still think he's the one with upside, and he's a previous second-up winner. Seven for me in a 12-matron Bullwinkle. She's been back to the jump-outs between runs. Was a terrific ride to win during the Flemington Carnival, but she looks to have upside. Five flash feeling, had excuses, backs up here, and three station one. May well control the tempo here. Seven 12, 5 and 3 for me. Race 2 is a benchmark 78 out of the shoot start at the 1,200 metres here. It's clearer scratchings, Jamie. What's the market telling us here for the fillies and mares? Well, Warren, this race is fairly open. It's $4.80 the field, and that is with a drifting favourite in blistering. But we'll start with the one in My Yankee Girl, who saw some support when we first went up on Wednesday, but she has been drifting throughout the morning. The three in Adela Moore at $5.50 has seen a bit of interest, but it is coming through for the four in Santero, who's firmed in from $15 now into 14 Blistering is that drifting favourite that I just mentioned. Now out to $4.80, and whilst it's seen a little bit of interest, it hasn't been too much. The seven in Frontari at $6 has also been popular, as has the, probably the biggest firmer and what's seeing the most support, especially today, is the 11 in Diamonds in the Sky. $12 then went into $10, now into $9. Number of different form lines converging here, Mark. How do you think they might run along, first of all? Well, I don't really know, Lee Warren. I can't find a clear leader on paper. I'll probably come up with any of Diamonds in the Sky, maybe Allegretta, maybe Lady Dunmore, but I can't see them going too hard. Gee, I think it's a tough race. No firm opinion. I'll go number 12, no secret, who comes across from New Zealand with good form and looks good over there. I thought a recent trial was good. Should be able to park midfield-ish in the two to three wide train and run on down the middle to beat number nine for real life. This sort of dry tracker, the Rangers came and ruined its chances last time. I think it'll go much better here on dry ground. Kevin Strontari, fitter for that one run back, Craig Williams to ride. And three Adela Moore, who 
Mixing distances probably needs further, but does get the Oliver. Bit of luck in the run, it'll be steaming home. A wide open race for me, 12, 9, 7 and 3. Mark Hunter's numbers, and I think we'll have some varying opinions here. Gator, how are you seeing race two? Yeah, well, I'm one of those. Um, yeah, seeing it a little differently, um, but, you know, been wrong many times. I think blistering was a really good chase and uh, fresh with a big weight. Slow start was no help, second up. Turned out a good race, running quick time. Just no match for the winner, Cranbourne. But I just think that to drop back to 1,200 metres disadvantages her less than Adela Moore who I was keen on in that same race at blistering. Um, she looked a coming winner after zooming home at Flemington, um, running some, um, you know, amazing sections relative to the day, really. Then was luckless in that Cranman race. So big track will help. But um, as I say, I just think back to 1,200, might be advantage blistering, but uh, not a lot between the two of them for mine. Santiro is a ripper. Worst career run is fifth. Wouldn't know how to run a bad race. Proven fresh, uh, trialled well enough. And Lady Dunmore's on 6 of 11 at 1,200, all on top of the ground. This isn't the game as well. And I certainly wouldn't talk out of no secret as well. So 5, 3, 4 and 2. Varying opinions here. 5, 3, 4 and 2 from David Gately. Mark Hunter's numbers 12, 9, 7 and 3. I'll throw another one in the mix. Number 1, My Yankee Girl. I think she's a real talent. She's up there with the 61 kilos, but she'll appreciate the shoot start just Balancing up, blending into the race with the long run in here. I think she's trialled up nicely in a recent jump out. So one each way for me. Ahead of 12, no secret. Like what she's been doing in jump outs. Mike Moroney outlining hasn't been straightforward to get her to the races, but happy enough with where she's at for her first run here, bringing some good New Zealand form. Five blisterings, running well, and uh, and has that race fitness edge consistent, Jason Maskeel aboard. And I put Seventh Rontari in, who's had that one run back and will be closing in strongly and will appreciate the long run in. One, 12, five, and seven for me in race two. Race three is a benchmark, 70, also out of the 1,200-metre shoot. Take out numbers four and 14. Jamie, what's the market telling us in race three? Well, Warren, the money's going wide in this race. So the one Sig Positano was Mark's Ramaruffy yesterday and hopefully all of the RSN listeners jumped on board when it was $12 at that point because it's now coming to $9 and is the best-backed runner in this race. The three corkscrew at $12 is also up there as one of the more popular runners. The five in Jaconi is the favourite and is drifting and I'd say would be probably third best in terms of support and that's behind Sig Positano. And the next runner that's seeing support is Invincible Caviar at 15 so at $5. So between Invincible Caviar and Sig Positano, they're holding the most and then the favourite in Jaconi would be the next best. I think there can be some reasonable speed here. Invincible Caviar, who pulled up with a degree of, of lameness last start. She's back at the races. We can expect her to, to be running well. I think she can be part of the speed. I also think Jungle Jim can be part of the speed, resuming with that breathing operation. He won't be restrained. He'll be rolling along somewhere near the speed. Rambler Rebel, also capable of doing something near the speed. I thought number 13 here, Just Jono, had jumped out nicely to resume. There's been some form out of his jump out already. He'll appreciate the, the long run in here. He might be better over further. He's got a powerful finish on him. I'm going to go with 13, Just Jono. Head of five, Jaconi, who's been given a solid hit out to win a recent jump out to resume. Gets a good draw and a little claim for Matty Lloyd. 15, Invincible Caviar. You have to forgive that most recent run if... 
Peter Moody's happy to take her back to the races from a good draw. I think she's there to run well in this grade. And Sig Positano, like Mark, I'm thinking he's got he's got a good chance. He's probably going to be better over further. In early days, it looked like wet ground was his preferred surface. But he seems very adept now on all sorts of ground, gets a claim for Canberra or Willa. We do have a late rider change coming through for... Laura Lafferty in this race, number 11, Hitter Blue, will now be ridden by Celine Gordray, so a rider change there. My numbers are 13, 5, 15 and 1. Gator, how are you seeing this race? Oh, look, it's a real challenge, isn't it? Um, look, I've tipped the Invincible Caviar pretty much for those reasons. Uh, you referenced, obviously, a figure run last time. Been a handy one in, in blistering before that. We were tipping to win the previous, and they ran useful time. She covered ground doing it, so I think she's... Um, she's well, she's not her mum, but she's pretty smart... Uh, Jaconi resumes, was ridden to win the latest jump out as you referenced, but did run good time for the day or the morning. A really good second to, to Grau, fresh last prep. Then all on was her second, or him second up, uh, beaten favourite again after that in really quick time. So I wish he'd do a little better. But look, Jungle Jim resumes, he led and held off Santiro, fresh last prep. He won untouched in his jump out. I like uh, your thinking around Just Jono as well. Another one who's jumped out well. And Andaman was much slower. In its heats, uh, the same day as Giacconi, but was untouched doing it. So, you know, tough. Anyway, 15, 5, 8, 13. How are you playing the third, Mark? Yeah, I like the toppy Warren, Sig Positano. I like it drawing wide. They This horse often draws well, and I think they ride it too close, and it takes away its finishing burst. You know, it doesn't win out of turn. I'll agree with that one. But we'll get back here. The speed looks all right. And I think it can blend into the race at the right time and come steaming home down the middle here to beat... Number nine, Air Clash, who's back from racing over longer trips. Big win, three starts to go this distance. Just draws for that midfield blending run. Uh, five, Jaconi. Jaconi's consistent. Going to be buried away there, needing a bit of luck at the right time. And 15, Invincible Caviar. I don't really know what to make of this horse. Its best form will spear four, give you a great side in front. Uh, one, nine, five, and 15. Mark Hunter going with 1, 9, 5 and 15 in race 3. David Gately's numbers are 15, 5, 8 and 13. My numbers are 13, 5, 15 and 1. One via the SMS just wanting to reconfirm David Gately's numbers in race 2. Gator, my numbers for you in race 2 are 5, 3, 4 and 2. If I've written down them correctly, could you please give us correct weight or otherwise? Uh, that is correct weight. Five, three, four, and two for David Gately in race two. Twenty-two after eight. Time for a break. The Melbourne Form Panel.